you're the richest man in the world, you ain't got to care. That's the way I act. I act like I'm a millionaire. In fact, I do. In this world, I feel like a millionaire in a Kmart. Because it's the truth. When Jesus rose from the dead, he said, all power's been given unto me. All authority's been given me. Now he said, now you go into all the world. I feel like I got authority. I got power. Why? Because of me? No, because of him. So, first step into having things change in your life is act like they already have. Ah! <laughs> Just act like the Bible's true. <laughs> now, when I was diagnosed with cancer, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I almost started to cry, and then I caught myself, and I said, uh-uh, I'm going to confess the Word of God. Bless God. Lord, quicken me according to your Word. Quicken me according to your Spirit. Quicken me according, oh, to your glory, Lord. Oh, and I speak to that, and I command you to loose my body in Jesus' name. You can't stay on me, you crazy thing. Who do you think you are? I belong to God, and I won't let you stay on me. When I lost my voice, and they said, you might have to have By an operation. By the way, the end of the story is... I was healed. And anyway, but when I lost my voice, the doctor said, he was a throat specialist, he said, we could do an operation, but it's a laser operation, and you may never talk again. And I said, how long do I have? Because I was whispering at this point. And he said, don't wait too long. Oh, so I go, bless God, you can't say all my voice. Bless God, I'm healed. And I'd call my sister, who's my secretary, and I'd say, hello. And she'd say, whoo, your voice sounds so strong. Sounds better than I've ever heard it. So you got to have faith people with you. Faith people around you. Now listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what works. We're not denying the problem. We're no. denying its power to stay and run our okay, lives. Wait a minute, you guys, hey, hold it, hold it, hold it. You guys clap too much. I need to hear something out of your mouth. I need to hear something out of your mouth. Glory, glory, glory. Now see, you're clapping, you ain't talking. Not, not, you're clapping, you ain't talking. Now, wait a minute. I don't mind you clapping. I don't mind you clapping, but I went into a, so our, our church is about 3,600 people. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Bobby Andean is our pastor and very dear friend. And one time I was having a bad time. I mean, Just I thought I had lost everything. I mean, you know, God lost his kids. First kids. I mean, God lost his kids. Jesus lost his crowd. Paul lost everybody. And so, no clicking on the things. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I'm teasing. And so what happened is I walked in the back and I had lost something, you know, that I thought I had lost. Really didn't. It was right there all the time. You know, I was just stupid. And so I walked in there and he said, everybody, worship the Lord. Lift your hands and lift your voice and worship the Lord. And everybody in the room started clapping. And he said, everybody, lift your voice and worship the Lord. And so I started clapping like everybody else. And then the Lord spoke to me that morning and he said, that took no faith for you to clap. But he said, it will take faith for you to open your mouth and lift your voice and say, thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Glory, Lord. Glorious, Lord. Thank you for healing me. Thank you, Lord. You're wonderful. You've already done it. I don't have to beg you. It has no right to stay on me. You did it in Christ. It belongs to me. Thank you, Lord. I'm free. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my spouse. What is it? Thank you for my best friend. Even though it doesn't look like they're there. Thank you, Lord. You've already given it to me in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to act like I got it. Amen. You said, what? Well, that's, well, that's being stupid. No, that's faith. Faith acts like 
The Bible's true. Faith acts like the Bible's true. You understand what I'm trying to say to you guys? Faith acts like the Bible's true. Listen, so we're talking to somebody about someone who went home to be the Lord. Nick's uh, mother did, very dear friend of ours. She really believed in our ministry, and so did Nick and Cindy years ago when we first started out. You know, and we were strange, still are, stranger. I'm getting more stranger, I hope so. David said, I'll be more vile than this. You think, you know, you think, you know, I'm embarrassing you, honey, his wife, because I'm dancing. Honey, look out. You oh. Actually, he said, it's on the increase. It's, on it's the not increase. on the decrease. So what you, so what, so, uh, so where was I? <laughs> Pat, Pat. Act like the Bible's true. And it, listen, it doesn't mean all the women from 30 to 50. It's men, women, children. Five-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old, 55-year-old, men, women. Now, I want everybody to rejoice and act like the Bible's true, except for all the men. You are, you're the big dogs, you're the leaders, you've got to act cool. Jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in. Woo! 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 What'd you say? It's true. It's true. It's true. Woo! 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 Now, now let me tell you, one way to have a revival in your church is when somebody starts doing that, you jump in. Don't just look at him and go, you go, it'll jump up. Listen, the anointing's like electricity. The anointing's like electricity. I've laid hands on people. I laid hands on a, a, a girl that she had one blind eye and one was going blind. She had a degenerative disease. Degenerative. Yes, whatever that means. But anyway, <laughs> and she was like 17 years old. You know, kids. I mean, she was a kid. You know, they get kind of nervous. They're starting to lose their eyesight. Much less an adult. You know, they got their whole life before them. She's just a kid, just a teenager. I laid my hands on her. She went back. I said, come here. Come out here right now. Laid my hands on both sides. Boom, they both opened up. Clear as a bell. One girl, 17 years old, had a deaf ear. And I just, I stuck my finger. I just prayed over her and I said, be open in Jesus' name. And she, listen, she'd never been to a meeting like that. And she started going, I can hear, I can hear. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And I said, you're absolutely right. What? But, she, but you know why? Because you have to act like you got some authority. But his mother, Nick's mother, went home to be with the Lord. She fought the good fight of faith. And I was talking with Nick, and I was talking with his sister yesterday. And I was, she said, I just wondered, you know, what she's doing. I said, are you kidding? She had, a, she had a victory parade when she entered into heaven. Because the things you do in the spirit are, hey, that's the things that last forever. The things you do in the spirit are things that last forever. you got to have spirit eyes. you got to see differently. Woo! And so what happened is I started thinking about it, and I said, she died in faith. And what did Lois say? You said she died in victory. I said she died in victory. You know why? Because there's even no... Though, listen, even though she was laying there on that bed, she never once said a negative word. She left this earth going, oh, Jesus, you're my healer. I mean, I don't know how you want to oh, meet Jesus, Jesus but I'd like to meet him yeah. saying that. How about I'm going to glue your hands to your... Put your hands in your pocket. Anyway, 
She just never watched her. She would just say, oh, and every time I'd see her, she had the biggest smile on her face. Oh, the biggest smile. And I'd call her from time to time and I'd say, pray for us. You're praying, aren't you? I mean, you know, you're, 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 you're there at the house. You ain't got nothing else to do. You need to pray for me. And she'd be praying. You okay? Hallelujah. And so, you know what? She left this earth in victory. Honey, if all you can do is move a big toe, move it. Good. Oh, giving glory to God. Whoa, that's, that's that big toe. So you're going to have to enter in. You have to act like it's true. You got to act like the Bible's true. Act like the Bible's true. So I want you both to take each other's hands. Face each other. Take each other's hands. Look at each other like that. <laughs> this is what Lois and Ray do every morning. Now, there's a reason we do this every morning. Yeah. There's there, a reason. Listen, I refuse to let my body and my emotions dictate to me what I'm going to do. You There's a the reason we do it. I refuse to do that. I have authority over my body. That's the reason. I have authority over my emotions. I refuse to allow, you know, if I'm sitting on going, where are I mean, the Lord told us to triple our budget this next year. That's a, almost a half a million dollars. And I was talking with a friend of mine who's an apostle in, in, in Moscow. And I said, maybe I missed it. Maybe we should just double our budget this year. And he looked at me and he said, well, he said, it's just as easy to triple as it is double. I mean, you hadn't got it anyway, so might as well shoot for the whole thing. Is anybody listening to me? It's just as easy to triple as it is to double where you're at right now. Now, see, God wants to change your attitude. If he can change your attitude, you know, faith is an attitude. And I got news for you. It's not a neutral attitude. And I tell you, we needed over $100,000 yesterday for our, for our conference in Paris. You know, Paris is a major city where Islamic act activity is fueled through Western Europe, Eastern Europe, and the United States. I don't know if you guys know that. But that's why we're there. We're on the radio in Paris. We're on the radio in Riviera, Saudi Arabia. French being the second language of Saudi Arabia. So she was, So we've been going to France for, since 1989. And so what happened is I, I said, okay, Lord. Then we're, and listen, and we and met this, it. We met the budget. Okay, that's all right. So, but that's all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray. I'll but anyway, you. we had a budget of over $100,000. And as You're far as hit. I was concerned, I thought it would be the end of anything significant. We'd be bankrupt. I never said it, but I did think it. And I thought, I'm going to have to do something about these thoughts because if I don't do something about them, they're going to take me. This is real important. What because as the way you think, that's the way you'll be. Yeah. And I know yeah, enough to know don't that you, you can't just quit doing something wrong. you got to start doing something right. You can't just say, I don't want to think that. No, you got to do something right in place of what's wrong. Yeah. So I knew that it's, they actually say it's a psychological fact that you can actually change the way you feel by acting. They actually say that if you smile, it's impossible to feel the same way. All right, let's all try it right now. Come on, y'all. Come on, turn the corners of your mouth up. And by smile. Smile. It'll increase your face value. Okay. Now listen. So I was trying. I'm hurrying. But I was trying. So I knew that I was going to have to do something. Because if I didn't change my attitude, it was going to keep me from possessing what God had for us. That's what it does. Because I didn't want to just obtain something. I want to maintain it. And see, we didn't just have this conference one year. We're having it next year. So anyway... So I, you know, I read about Smith Wigglesworth in Lester Summerall's book. He was a, over 80 years old. And Lester Summerall, he went to, he'd go to his house and he said, he asked him, he said, uh, Brother Wigglesworth, how is it you look the same every time I come? How do you feel? 
He said Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't ever ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. If you don't know who Smith Wigglesworth was, well, you're going to need to find out. He said, well, how do you get up in the morning? And he told him, he said, I jump out of bed. I dance before the Lord for at least 10 to 12 minutes. High speed dancing. I jump up and down. You say, what are you dancing about? Just listen. I run around my room telling God how great he is, how wonderful he is, how glad I am to be associated with him and to be his child. And I read this and I knew there was a way to change the way I felt about things but I was going to have to do something I needed to add a little joy to my faith you know what I'm saying so I, you know, I'd heard about someone else a pastor who actually pastored every time he had uh, financial trouble they asked him what he'd do he said I just dance my money in I mean if he can turn your mourning into dancing I guess he can turn your poverty into plenty I mean you know and so anyway so Ray and I you know we were just kind of trying to you know get ourselves, you know together about doing this over a $120,000 conference, which we, you know, we're just trying to hang on to. God, we're going. And so, and so there, you know, there's some things you just have to choose not to consider in order to consider the promise of God. That's what Abraham did. And so we just decided every morning we were going to get up. This has been, I don't know how, when we started it, the first of this year, maybe a little before. And we just decided every morning, just like we brush our teeth, you put your clothes on. The Bible says, put on the new man in Christ. Well, the new man in Christ is not a defeated man. It's a victorious man. Yes, it's a victorious. You know, we might need to do a, you know, Christian what not to wear. Yeah, really. Don't wear frowns. You know? Maybe we need to, you know, update your wardrobe a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. you have been redeemed. Let's bring it up. You have been forgiven. You need to quit <laughs> acting like you're, you know, some, you know, uh, sour pickle. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got something to rejoice about. If you don't think you do, maybe you need to take another look at the book. Because you do. You've been delivered. That's enough right there. So, so anyway, we just decided every morning. Before, I mean, you know, so we're in a lot of different places, and when morning comes at different times for us in different places, but every day, Ray, go, said, Ray said, if we don't do it, you know, you say, how long do you dance? I dance until it changes my attitude. Okay, let's do it. Or you could say, dance until you smile. Okay, but I want them to do it while they're anointed. All right, so, we, you, got, well, you just, just just grab, if you got your husband and wife, you can't, but, it's, but you want just them? You want it, you want them? I, I don't care if everybody does, but I particularly want them to do it. That's what the whole point was. Okay, are you ready? Now, you guys can do it. You can grab a friend or grab your husband. But do not, if you're a single male, do not grab a single woman. You say, why do you need to do this? I don't know. It just kind of helps me. You don't have to do it, but it helps me. It helps me to get happy. Okay, I want you guys to start dancing. Everybody can join them if you want to. If you're believing for finances, you... You guys, you come together if you're a spouse and agree with the figure you need and you commend, commence the ministry angels to bring it into you and to thank the Lord that it's done. If you're single, do it by yourself. Just say, devil, get your hands off of whatever. You know, if it's 100000 if it's 200000 if it's three or 400000 some of you might just be to pay your, you know, refrigerator bill. Might be $50. Don't take his hands off of it. Send the ministering angels to bring in what you need. You believe for the best. You believe for the top. You believe for the highest. It's better to believe for a million and settle for 500000 It's better to believe for that than believe for nothing and get that. God, listen, you got favor. You got so much favor. 
He took what you used to be in Christ and just killed it and obliterated it. Destroyed everything. You got to change the way you talk. Change the way you think. Take, take those scriptures. You're delivered. I tell you, the devil played with my mind and played with my mind so many years. I tell you, just the past few years, I just thought, you're a liar. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. I'm delivered. I'm blessed to be a blessing. That's why you want money. The devil knows you want money because you'll give it away. But he also wants you to, listen, he said he'll bless your storehouse. You say, I don't have one. We'll start one. What do you, I know, you know, something. He'll bless your body. Huh? That's the truth. Sometimes I'd call Lois and I'd start complaining about something and she'd say, I don't want to hear it. She'd say, you know, call me when you can have the word of God coming out of your mouth. You say, well, that was tough. No. It, it was teaching me something. I don't want to live on that level. You'll live on the level of your confession. I know things are bad. You think we're in a bubble? Listen, if the devil can keep you in condemnation, he'll rob you of your inheritance. Listen, if you don't understand yeah. the word no. of God in your life, I'll guarantee you, I know where you'll end up. Yeah. You'll end up at the place you never wanted to be. You'll be just like the children of Israel in Numbers chapter 13. Listen, the problem with them not going into where God called them to, it really wasn't the giants. It's, oh, the giants kept them out. The giants didn't keep them out. Remember what they said? They came back and they said, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. It had nothing to do with what, the way the giants look. It had to do with the way they saw themselves. And authority and dominion is a result of understanding a right relationship with God. As long as Adam and Eve walked, God gave them authority. As long as they walked in their authority, they walked in the relationship that God had with them. When they lost that relationship, they lost their place of authority. God has restored you back to a right relationship with him. And he has also restored the authority of his name. Glory to God. The authority. Hallelujah. You know, and, and, you know, and I remember when I, I had show clothes and then I had, you know, studded jeans and show outfits and stuff, you know, and that's what I had in my wardrobe. Show clothes for the stage and then study. But I remember uh, uh, the, 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 PR, uh, the uh, um, uh, CEO of Sony Publishing, who is, she's one of the top women in the world. She helped start uh, the Dove Awards. She was uh, a lady that worked with me at the, at the, the uh, publishing company I worked with and sang for and did their demos. And, and she was a Sunday school teacher in a Baptist church, and she asked me to come to church. Now, I want to, I'm just, I just want to explain something to you because I want you to understand something. I walked in there one way, but I wanted to rise to another level. So I started believing God for dresses and nice pants, and I believed God for it. I said, Lord, I don't want to stay on that level. And do you know the main ones who led me and helped me get back with the Lord weren't the ones that looked like me at that time. It was the 
elderly women in the church who were who would sit there with a smile on their face and they were cleaned up and didn't matter what I look like I, I wasn't looking at what they had on I was looking at there's something about them I want I want some dignity because that's what Jesus died to give me I want to give somebody hope I want them to think you know what you can go somewhere you can go anywhere with Christ. He already went through death, hell, and the grave. He took authority, spoiled principalities and powers for us. You can do, you can progress. Instead of having one pair of jeans, you can have five. And you can have a pair of slacks and you can have a suit. And instead of, you know, one little pair of earrings, bless God, believe for some diamonds. Somebody gave me some diamonds not too long ago. Every, every piece of jewelry I have on, they gave me. God can do anything. And I didn't even tell anybody. I didn't even tell anybody I was believing for it. They would just walk up and say, favor. We got favor. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? And I'd go in and I'd get prostitutes and I'd get all dressed up for church. And at Saturday night, I know they'd be prostitute. And I'd go Sunday morning knocking on the door and I'd go, get up, get up, you're going to church with me. I'd drag them out of bed. They'd get dressed, they'd throw on anything, you know. And I'd drag them to church and finally one day I went in. And she was ready. This is not just one girl, several girls. She was ready and she was cleaned up. She had a dress, she looked slick. She said, I'm ready for church. He loves me so. I want to give him my best. Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't leave people where they're at. We say, come on up. Come on up. You say, well, how can you say that? I was made fun of when I went to church. I sang in a pair of hot, you know, colored pants, and I sang in a hot pink blouse. At least I had to pin it all the way up to my neck because it was open all the way down here. But it was the best thing I had. And yes, somebody made fun of me in the church. But you know, I didn't get mad at her. You know what I did? I went home and got on my face and cried and said, God, I'll never sing again in public. I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't think about somebody else making fun of you. You think, what can I do to be different to help them? That's what love does. Love pays the price. Love, you know, picks up the tab. Love goes a little further. And tonight, everyone who came to this place, you're going a little higher. You're going higher in the gifts of the Spirit. You're going further out with the will of God in your life. Oh, Makidesi. No, 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 I know. And you said, I don't have the ability. No, 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 it's not your ability. It's God's ability. None of us have the ability, if you want to know the truth about it. But God in us does have the ability. Oh, my, my, my. You're going a little higher with the, with the laying on of hands. A little higher in your worship. Oh, Lord, how to worship by the Spirit and in the spirit a little higher in your finances a little higher you're moving higher in the realm of the spirit you were pressing in Lord things we don't understand God will still move we don't care if we understand it we want to be obedient and walk in that realm and walk in that place out of the heavenlies where we have been born from glory to God you're moving up tonight Bless you, want to share something?
Yes. Yeah, you, you can go sit down if you'd like. Glory to God. What time is it? What time is it? Don't anybody look at your clocks. We're the only ones that can look at the clock. I want to read you a story out of 2 Kings real quick here. I've had this story and another one on my heart all day. won't take me long. But I want you to get something because the move, God is moving in your heart by His Spirit. And every time God moves in your heart by His Spirit, He'll give you a word so that what you received as an experience with the, with the presence of God, you can actually live in the power of it through a revelation of the Word of God. Do you understand me? Experiences come, experiences go. Revelation is always the same. It's white hot, I'm telling you. Revelation is when your eyes are open to see things the way God sees them. And there's a story in 2 Kings. Did, did, did you bring your Bible? If you got your Bible, I want you to see. I've got the new King James, but I want to read you this story. I know what time it is. Just give me about, give me about 10 minutes. Can you give me 10 minutes? Are y'all okay? I mean, come on. I'll tell you what. One word from God will put you on top of the storm. Just one word from God and you're walking where everybody else is drowning. Hallelujah. In 2 Kings chapter 7. Now the reason I want to read this story to you is because this story is about a time when the, you, you could say they were going from, they were going from a famine to a feast. And it all changed just like that. They went out of a famine into a feast. Now listen, God might be slow in preparation, but he's quick in manifestation. And when things happen by the Spirit of God in your life, it's like it takes a hold of you, like on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, he sat on each of them. And that the, the tongues of fire were on each one part of their heads and the Spirit just sat on each of them. And all of a sudden, just like that, they were in a new place by the plan of God. Because of the plan of God. Now, some of you are experiencing that tonight. And listen, I've got news for you. If you've never experienced a sudden move of God in your life, you will before you die. Now, you, what you do with it is up to you. But I will tell you this. We are living in a time of um, uh, things changing in our lives by the Spirit of God. Do you know the power of a change with the Spirit of God is so strong that Peter, remember he was on the, the, uh, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration, you remember that? And that there were three of them up there talking, Peter, James, and John, and they saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And the Bible says in First Peter, I believe it is, it's either first or second, it's one of them, Peter is talking about how he knows he's going to be leaving shortly. His time is almost up. And he starts talking about two things. He starts talking about an experience with the presence of God on that, that uh, uh, mount with Jesus. And he starts talking about the power of the word of God. He never forgot that experience with the presence of God. But he was able to hold on to it with the word of God. Are y'all with me? So, in this story in 2 Kings chapter 7, things, I, you, could, you could say it like this. The famine was over. Where there was not enough, there was more than enough. 
Where there was sorrow, there was joy. Where there was depression, there was optimism about the future. I believe that sounds like a Christian. What about you? But this is how it happened. In 2 Kings chapter 7, it says, The word of the Lord, Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, when you hear the word of the Lord, it's like turning on a light in a dark room. The roaches will start running. You don't even know they're there until you turn the light on. But the Bible says the entrance of his word gives light. And when his word gives the light, I can tell you the roaches will start running. And all of a sudden, something you didn't think even needed any attention. You realize that cannot stay. You're not infesting my life anymore. The infestation is over. Y'all with me? And so here that they heard the word of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, some roaches are running. And so when they heard the word of the Lord, Elijah said, this time, I'm kind of, I'll brief it. This time tomorrow, everything will be different. That's what he said. He said, it's not going to be the same. The word of the Lord will change things suddenly. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care. And you say, yeah, but it still looks the same. You know, I, I like to tell people, Things may not change as much as the way you see things. If you can change the way you see them, honey, if you can get a LASIK surgery from the Holy Ghost, you will be reading the clock on the wall when everybody else doesn't even recognize what time it is. And so he says, they say, uh, 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 tomorrow, everything, he said, there'll be plenty where there was, where there was uh, not enough. There'll be more than enough. Where there was depression, there'll be optimism. Where there was, uh, uh, where there was people who were sad, they're going to be glad. But it says this, an officer who, on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God, and he said, look, if the Lord could make windows in heaven, could this thing be? Now listen, because this guy had some, you know, as far as position, he had it. But you know, there are some things that you only get one way by the word of God. You could say it's E-R-A, equal redemption for all. And so he said, he said, Elijah said, you will see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now I want you to notice something about this. Now I want you to know, listen. Listen, Elijah had already said this time tomorrow there will be plenty for everyone. He did not say there will be plenty for everyone except you. Right there. You, Bubba, there is something about you that has ticked God off. And I just want you to know it's over tonight. You You are out of God's plan. No, that is not what happened. The officer is the one who said, ah, if God can do that, he said, you know what he said? Actually, the message Bible says it like this. It says, uh, uh, you expect us to believe that? Isn't that good? In other words, he said, you're dealing with my expectation of what I can expect to happen in the future. You understand, the devil's not really after your past. He's after your future. Did you hear me? He's not really after your past. He's after your future. But he would like to use your past to shape your future. That's what he'd like to do. But listen, God does not use your past to shape your future. He uses Jesus 
What do you use? That's what he uses. And so he says, uh, the officer, he's the one that said, uh, you know, I don't care what God, basically what he said was, if God was to, pour, was to pour everything he had out of heaven, he said, I don't believe that it could change the situation that we are facing. And Elijah basically told him, basically, I found out something about the move of God. You can either watch the show or you can be the show. You know, in the book of Acts, they were not trying to write a book. They were the book. You understand? The book came because of what they were. Listen to me. Quit trying. You just, you're just trying to, you know, accumulate knowledge. I'm all for studying to show yourself approved. Don't misunderstand me. But, honey, I found out you're going to forget more than you remember. The only way you're going to remember it is if you do it. That's the only way you'll remember it. Otherwise, you'll just be dusting it off somewhere. And 50 years from now, you'll be watching a tape of something saying, yeah, I remember that. I don't want to just remember it. I want to be it. And Elijah was telling this officer, if you don't want to be it, it's not going to change the plan of God. Listen, there are some things about God that cannot be changed. You're not going to change the times and seasons that he has in his hand. Jesus said, it's in the hand of the Father. He said, but you can be a part of it. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the plan of God. How about you? Well, if you want to know what God's doing today, just look at the day of Pentecost because Jesus said, this is, uh, he said, this is the power of God that has been delivered into my hands because I arose from the dead and I will shed it forth on those who believe it this day. I believe it. And so let me get, I'm almost through, but I got to give you the rest of the story, Paul Harvey. He said, so it says, now watch this now. It says, now, verse 3, there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? Now, watch this now. It goes from an officer leaning on the king's hand, you know, by, by the king, to four leprous men. Now, watch this, because four leprous men really did not have any reason to think about anything besides dying. In other words, they were just waiting to die. But somehow, one of them began to say, what are we doing? Why are we sitting here until we die? He started, you know what he started doing? He quit thinking like a leper. He started thinking like someone who actually had something to look forward to. And the Bible says that he told his buddies, if we go into the camp, uh, you know, if we sit here, we'll just die. You know, there are some things worse than dying. And it's living with no purpose. I'm not, are you afraid to die? I'm not afraid to die. In fact, the people that have the greatest witness are those who are living for what they're willing to die for. Oh, yes. And he said, he said, uh, if we sit here, we'll just die. If we go into surrender, you know, to the city, uh, we'll die there. So let's just surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we'll live. If they kill us, we shall only die. In other words, they said there are some things worse than dying, and that is sitting here and doing nothing. I'd rather die on the road to the enemy's camp than sit back and do nothing with what God has done for me do you understand what I'm saying 
But this is four lepers talking. Do you understand? Four lepers. They're sitting outside the city. They're not even allowed in. They just get the scraps off of everybody else's meals. If the people inside are starving, they are probably the weakest of any possibility of God using someone to perform his word. I would say in the natural, they were the least likely to succeed. Would you agree? But I found out something about God. He doesn't care how weak you are. If you take a hold of his strength, he doesn't care what you don't have. He wants to know what will you take a hold of that he has. And these four lepers, I mean, scraggly, you think, listen, when they got up, one thing. Now, I, let me read this to you. This is, this is my point. You think I have one? Here it is. And it says, verse 5. They arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they came to the outskirts of the camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of the chariots. The Lord caused who to hear the noise of the chariots? The Lord caused who? The army of the Syrians. I want you to notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say the lepers. In other words, the Syrians, the enemies of God, heard the sound of an army of God. And when they got up, but the, listen, the Syrian army heard the sound of the army. But when the lepers got up, they didn't hear the sound of the army of the Lord. They heard the sound of their, you know, toes falling off their leper feet. They heard the sound of their scraping their, you know, dragging their leg down that road. They heard the sound of old Joe, you know, back there with his eye coming out. I mean, you know, that's what they heard. Listen, I mean, they were lepers. They were dying. They were starving. It wasn't a pretty sight. That's what they heard. But listen to me. When they got up, look at what it says here. It says they heard the sound of a great army and they thought the king, all these had come together. But look what it says in verse 7. Therefore they, talking about the Syrian army, arose and fled. When does it say they fled? Anybody looking? Verse 7. What does it say? When? Twilight. Look back up at verse, uh, at verse 5. When does it say the four lepers got up? What happened? What happened when those four lepers got up? It didn't look any different to them. It didn't sound any different to them. It didn't feel any different to them. But they got up. Did they get up because of something they did? No, they got up because a word from God had been given. And I don't know if anybody else was going to do anything. But they started thinking about it and they thought, Why not? Why not us? Why not right here? Why not right now? Let's get up and just go for it. And when they got up, it might have sounded like four weak, starving, ugly, scrappy-looking lepers to everybody around them. But to their enemy, it sounded like the army of the Lord. Listen. You're looking at the wrong thing. You're looking at all what all your little scrappy little things. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're looking at. That's why you're not getting up. 
But when you start holding, I'm telling you, the word of God begins to show up. I mean, the roaches will run. I'm telling you, things will start moving out of your life. You didn't even know needed to be moved. But his word is a light under your path and a lamp under your feet. And it causes direction to come where you had no direction. And you get up and you start moving in faith. Instead of getting up and saying, good good Lord, it's morning. You get up and say, good morning, Lord. I got the life of God in me. I thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ. You got to take your gospel. You got to take it. Hold your nose if you got to hold your nose. But get it down your throat. Get it in your mouth. And as you'll do that, I'm telling you right now, you may not know. It may look the same to you. But I'll guarantee you the roaches will start running because the enemy of God can hear the sound of victory. He sees and hears the sound of the armies of God. He sees the people of God who refuse to sit back and be silent and he gets put on the run. Oh yeah. You can put the devil on the run. First Peter says, He says, the devil, like a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. Ooh, that sounds bad, doesn't it? Ooh, but he says, resist him. Stand against him. It's not a neutral position. It's not a defensive position. It's offensive. In other words, you're the one making the move. You understand? You're not reacting to his plan. You are acting in faith in the plan of God. And the Bible says, if you'll resist him steadfast in the faith, he will flee from you. Glory to God. You can put the devil on the run. He doesn't have to put you on the run. You put him on the run. How are you going to put him on the run? Faith in the word of God. You stand up in the place where you sat down. You rejoice in the place where you were despairing. And you begin to take a hold of the word of God. I could say it will take a hold of you. It will take a hold of you. And it'll take a scrappy, starving, depressed, ugly-looking Christian and give them a place of dignity and power over the very things that tried to stop them. Glory to God. I hear it. I hear a sound. I hear it. I hear it in the lives of people who believe in the God who has redeemed them. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be pretty. All you have to be is in faith. Faith is not abstract. It is attached to the plan of God. It puts you on the offense. It puts you. Somebody said, oh, oh, I guess, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything to make the devil mad. And I thought, well, you want to do something to make him glad? You say, no, I just, I just want to stay out of his way. Well, listen to me. If you don't run into him every once in a while, you might want to check which direction you're going. 
Because we stand against his plan to destroy the plan of God. We stand against it. We literally just walk. The Bible says we run through a troop. We leap over a wall. We stand up and we are the resist. What does he say in Ephesians 6.10? He says, now he says, finally, my brethren. I told you I got to my finally. Everybody's glad. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, this is not a suggestion. This is a command. Get your strength from your relationship with the Lord and then stand against the devil with that. You'll, you'll put him on the run. You got to take your gospel, honey. You got to take it every morning. You need your B vitamins. You need your C vitamins. Every morning. You know, I like to get up in the morning. I say different things on different mornings, but I like to say, you know, depending on, I always get up when I look at myself in the mirror and I say, I got the life of God in me. I say that a lot, but I always try to say it first thing in the morning. And I'll say, I got the life of God in me. Father, I thank you for the life of God that reigns in my mortal body. It reigns in my spirit, in my set, in every, you know, I'll say my bones, my joints, my blood vessels, my skin, my, my eyes, every, every part of my body. I thank you, Father, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm not a debtor to this world. I'm not a renter Christian. I've been bought with a price. My redemption is eternal and you know I just keep myself see it's true principles never change you got to build your life on principles build your life on that nail your house together brother with the truth of redemption and you're going to last through the storm methods come methods go don't build your life on methods Build them on the principles, the foundational truths. I have been delivered from the power of darkness. I have been set free from the power of the enemy. Thank you, Lord. And you say, do you just try to memorize? You know, I read them. I, I used to have scripture sheets uh, all the time, you know, everywhere. And I still have them. But, uh, you know, really, it's kind of like your address, you know. I mean, that's where I live. So you begin to know those things. You want to know those things. Oh, Father, I thank you for the plan of God. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of the world. There is only one hope, and it's in you, and it's in me. This is our theme song. We wrote this about 28 years ago. It's been recorded in French. It's played all over the world. The life I'm living It's no longer my life It's Christ He's living in me He's living in me We hope you've enjoyed this message by Cindy Duvall and Lois Toucher. For more information about Shekinah Glory Ministries, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. Be sure to sign up to receive our very popular podcasts, and you can also subscribe to our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. The website also offers our daily devotional, testimonies, and updates from the road, 
as well as our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do what we do without your help. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.